Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me as always is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello, but she's not going to be on forever, right? Because I thought she just resigned. Yes, Corey just quit uh, right before we started recording um, because she, we we called uh, her first always from now on. Um, dibs, but, dibs. Yep, but uh, we're here this week. Um, we, we're looking at our top five movie Hollywood Outsiders, which is in honor of the release of Stuber tomorrow when you're listening to this at least. Um, which will star Batista from formerly a WWE wrestler. Um, Dave Batista is his actual name, but if you're a wrestling fan, you know him as Batista first. It was a, a big guy, came in with uh, Triple H. He was a part of the Legacy clique for a while. He teamed up with Rey Mysterio for a while. I don't often reveal I was a hardcore wrestling nerd for a very long time. Um, currently a little out of it. I don't know what's going on in WWE at the moment, but, you know. They're, they're, they're still wrestling. There. Yeah, they're still wrestling. They're still wrestling. Sometimes. Um, wrestling. And that got wrestling. me thinking, because when you think about non-actors coming into movies, like starting somewhere else, becoming famous for something different, and then trying to make it in the film world, there are some successes, but there are some massive failures as well. And so I thought we would do our top five Hollywood outsiders, people who came into Hollywood after establishing themselves somewhere else first, and picking our five uh, best performances from those people that we've decided to pick. And there's tons of actors and uh, who started either as musicians, as professional athletes, and I'm counting wrestlers for that, even though some people might argue it's not the same, but it totally is, and, um, and or something different. Now, uh, the one that is up for debate, and I don't know if anyone did this, we weren't sure, is stand-up comics, because some stand-ups do stand-up looking to become actors, Others just want to be stand-up, and Mitch Hedberg actually had a joke about that. Um, he's like, whenever you're a stand-up comedian, people always ask you, like, do you write? Do you act? No one ever asks if I just do the job that I wanted to do in the first place. And um, so I think it's debatable. I think there are definitely some stand-ups who maybe ended up actors and others who were doing stand-up to make a living while they were trying to become actors. And I know making a living as a stand-up is probably a stretch as well. But um, Did I, you – did ahead. anyone in – include stand-ups i included one i have some of my honorable mentions but no i did not well i have one i'm not telling yeah okay and i, I might know. change one still i'm debating on my number one okay. i feel like my number one might be too obvious it didn't seem like they were off limits oh they weren't They're no not. okay not. i just um i'm pointing out because we don't i mean there's there's no stakes here guys it's it's this is for fun uh, it makes us look back at movies and, and things that we enjoy, and that's the reason why I like doing this show, is I like to look back at all of the thousands of movies I've watched in my lifetime and, and and ponder what I liked about them, or ponder like who I liked about them, or you know whatever the case might be. Um, so yeah, if we ever do screw up, it's no big deal. No one's going to be uh, you know slaughtered or taken out. I'm pretty and, sure that's exactly um, what you said before we started recording. Look, those are off-topic <laughs> conversations. Uh, Corey, I, do, I, I did see the other day that apparently in idaho somebody turned oh, a giant God. potato into a hotel and oh I yeah need, i need you to find out if that's true because if that's true that's amazing i'm pretty sure it's part of airbnb guys 
But why do we keep talking about potatoes? There's so many cool things to do here. God. I think that's um, why no one comes to visit. They just think it's like potato fields. How big is this potato? It looks big um, on the picture. I mean, it, I would. I just read one article a while ago. I'm surprised you didn't see I, like, posted it. Because every time that Idaho does something cheesy potato-ish, like we drop a potato mm, on uh, New Year's Eve... Yes. Oh god, so it's embarrassing. I share it. Is it a real um, potato? Yeah. They drop mm. a big glowing ball in New York. Yes. I mean that's cooler than a potato. Yep. Anything's better real. than a potato. Well, uh, I just want them... to the, you talk to the Irish. They moved over Make... for lack of potato. Yes. Well, you know, I don't know if even they drop potatoes on New Year's Eve. So. If my <laughs> wife if my wife could, she would drop potatoes left and right. I'm, I mean, I love potatoes. I feel like the but... potato should fall into like a bat of sour cream and butter. And yes. Everybody has. That's like... your that's your keto ness talking right now. You calm <laughs> down over there. I can eat butter and sour cream. I just you can't have just the potato. Oh god, butter's contact. good. You've ingested contact carbs. Oh god, no. Um. Anyways, uh. So this week, that's what we're gonna be looking at. We're looking at our top five movies. Um. Hollywood outsiders. So these are people who started somewhere else, established themselves as something, and then came into acting. And we're picking our best performance of there. So we're we will be talking specifically about a film. So um, with that in mind, Corey, guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about these movies probably in great detail. You can go to BurkeReviews.com and check out each of our top five lists. Otherwise, you've been warned. And these lists again are made in secret. So this is uh, our conversations are revealing our movies. And having fun with that. And with that in mind, Mike has a habit of picking movies that Corey and I may have never even heard of. And so we like to wager how many of Mike's movies we have previously seen. Um, I, I feel like I have a pretty strong grasp of the possible actors out there. Um, I'm sure there's some I missed or whatever, but I, I did a pretty extensive search and thought and whatever. So, Corey, do you want to go first? How many of Mike's movies do you think you've seen? I'll go with two. I am going to go... Hmm, I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three. I'll go one above you. I think I've seen three of Mike's movies. Uh, I know Mike was trying to be um, more mm -hmm. off, so I don't know if he was successful, though, because I, I, I do think there's some limitations um, to to this list because of they had to have been in that movie, um, and they also had to be like a celebrity beforehand. Man, I just thought of like two more while we're sitting here talking. Um, but, all right, Mike is going to start us off this week, and then I'll go, then Corey, and we go from five to one. Uh, you've been warned about spoilers. We are able to talk about whatever elements of the films that we look at without any reservations, even if each other maybe haven't seen these movies. But, Mike, you get to start us off. Who is your number five Hollywood outsider? All right. Um, so I went a couple, and I just changed my list with at least two or three of them because my original number five just jumped to three, and I booted out one into honorable mention because uh, I I wasn't quite sure, and we'll see. I'll save them for my last of my honorable mentions. Um, so this one, two of mine are going to be really weird outsiders, and I say that because uh, just you'll see, especially this this particular pick. Um, my original time, I remember seeing this person acting, and I'm trying to dig up any recent credits, and I haven't seen any for them. Uh, it was in a really low-budget uh I guess it's horror. Um, not quite Saw, but it, it was called Would You Rather. I don't okay. know if you've... Uh, all right, good. 
So that one already is kind of. And Would You Rather's from 2012, and not their actual debut, because their breakout, I think, was three years earlier. And I'll mention that in a minute. In a minute. But um, it was Sasha Gray, and I'm like, because the performance wasn't the best. I'm like, all right, I got to dig up what the deal is with this, you know? Because I'm like, they weren't weren't really. It almost was like they weren't trying. It, it was. Yeah, David Guy Levy. I don't know who that is, but the Britney Snow was actually my draw. Do you guys remember American Dreams? Oh yeah, uh, Britney Snow's Brit- also in Pitch Perfect. Yes, that's right. She's in that, and so I'm like, all right, well, I'll give it a go. If she's attached, and I don't know that the Britney Snow films that uh, have done very well. And my other draw for this particular one was Jeffrey Combs, so I'm a huge fan of his. And so, but Sasha Gray caught my eye, and. She, she, and when I say outsiders, because she was kind of more the salacious, she she was an adult film star, oh, and and Mikey. one of the thing, one of the things that got her in trouble is she was doing volunteer work at a elementary school, if I remember the story right, and then it got out. Oh, you know, hey, wait a minute, this is someone that was involved in that, and I think this was way after, way after she was done with that. Um, and she's been on different interviews. She's got uh, she's got a series of books she's written, but um, she caught the eye of uh, is it Aaron Sorkin? Because she ended up being in the Girlfriend Experience, which I've not seen. Okay, and it's on my list. I'm having and a hard time even getting Sasha Gray to pull up. I must be spelling her name wrong. Um, well, if you dig up the Girlfriend Experience, uh-huh. uh, you Soderbergh, not. Parents, right? ah. Steven Soderbergh. Uh, she, I mean, it's a very short film. It's only about uh, just over an hour. Seven, this perfect Corey length, seventy-seven minutes. Yes. And uh, it's got mixed ratings here and there, but she, he, he must have seen something and got a pretty solid performance out of her. Um. So, a little awkward in saying that however because of that awkwardness and would you rather from the horror part uh, i definitely want to get to girlfriend experience it's not it's been on my whatchamacallit for a long while um and kind of gone from there so see what happens when you put me at number one yes so it's sasha gray for would you rather right for would you rather from 2012 and eventually i would uh, uh, but really, if, if you really want to see her perform, you would jump to the girlfriend experience. Got it. Like her acting. Hmm. It's one of those many uh, horror films that are based off of a game, right? Um, because they're playing Would You Rather in the movie. I yeah. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. Large, and, they all, and for a large yeah amount of money. There's another one. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but it was done more in, in a better fashion. I wish I could remember it. Same low budget, but it was a lot more visceral. Not like a um, ship in a bottle, because most of this would you rather takes place in one room. Um, I wish I could remember the other one. It's not related to the, my actor pick, though. True. Well, that, um, I've not seen would Would you rather, Corey? Have you? Because it sounded like you were familiar with it. No, I haven't. I know about it. Yeah, it feels like one it. I heard of, but I, I did not see. Um, Okay, well, and now I have another Steven Soderbergh movie I want to watch because I do like him. I, I've become a Soderbergh fan over the last couple of years. Um, I was very late to the Oceans movies, 
but uh, I really liked um, uh, Logan Lucky and the there's the movie Unsane I liked a lot and then last year's High Flying actually no I'm sorry that's this year High Flying Bird uh, was a Netflix original he did all on the iPhone his second iPhone movie um, I, I've, I've come to appreciate Soderbergh's uh, style so I need to I'm trying to work through all these different directors like works like I just rewatched Collateral today in my Michael Mann uh, you know I'm going through his filmography with the Blank Check podcast that I've mentioned a few times not a podcast I do but a podcast I listen to and um, I'm about to do Catherine Bigelow to go back because I've been meaning to watch Zero Dark Thirty and um, oop, forgot it the other military movie she did uh, with Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie I can't think of it but um, I've been meaning oh, to the, watch those the Hurt Locker, Hurt Locker. Um, and I've seen some of her older stuff like I've seen Point Break and I saw the, her most recent Detroit but I never saw Blue Steel which has Jamie Lee Curtis in it so I'm very excited to like jump into that I remember Blue Steel and I wanted to and I I never it never occurred to me obviously Point Break was the one that stuck out with me and I think I just shared with someone because they didn't know we were talking about Hurt Locker and I, I had, they had no clue that she had done um, Point Break the original the original the yeah, real the good we don't Point talk Break. about the yeah, other yeah. one Keanu and um, Patrick Swayze correct but uh, I didn't know this until listening to Blank Check the James Cameron series uh, that Cameron and Bigelow were married for a little while Yes, they were. Um, but, all right, that's uh, here nor there. Um, Soderbergh's just another director I want to get into his work. My number five pick. Um, I've I just changed mine um, before you listed, so it's unrelated. But um, I I've been up and down because there was one who I think if I who was my number one, I moved him off the list completely because I feel like I've talked about the movie enough that I don't need to bring it up again. So I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. Here, um, I'm going with the actor who is a rapper first named Common. You guys might know him. It's quite common. <laughs> Sorry. Bad jokes. Um, bad jokes. Um, wow. You know what? I'd rather I'd rather book a, a, a Trivago's vacation in a potato. Well, he's been acting um, quite a bit now. Like, So he started as a rapper, but he's been working uh, with movies and TV shows for a while now. But the, the performance that I'm going to go with is fairly recent um, because I can't resist it. He's in John Wick Chapter 2, and I love him so much in that movie. Um, he is a bodyguard, and uh, John and him have to uh, – they kind of have one of the coolest fight scenes in probably action history because they are casually walking in a crowded New York <laughs> subway area, and they're shooting silenced weapons at each other from a distance and missing and missing but they're trying to be discreet to not draw attention to themselves and even how the fight culminates is impressive and there is a clear sense of respect between john wick's character and cassian who is common's character and i just thought he was really great in it um he he has a presence uh he was also in the hate you give um as the uncle character if i'm not mistaken he was her uncle and he's also a police officer in the film which is important if you know the premise of the hate you give um, I, I think he is capable of giving a really strong performance when cast correctly. Um, he is he is very stoic uh, in a lot of his roles, but um, there's something about Common that I always I always like seeing him. I'm always aware it's Common, but I still tend to enjoy him in the movies that he's in. So he ended up as my number five for that reason. 
Um, I don't necessarily think he's one of the best to come, but he's given some performances that I really like. Because I could have, again, swapped out The Hate You Give instead of John Wick Chapter 2, but how can I pass up an opportunity to talk about John Wick? Because I love those movies oh so much. So that's my number five. What would he say? Would he say you're breathtaking? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Keanu would say I'm breathtaking, and I would would, uh, bow and say thank you, sir. I'm (gasps) not worthy of your praise. And I would play my Uno reverse card in blue because that's my color. Um, because he is too. Yes, I, I think I understand that, but I'm not 100%. Um, I would reverse it back to him. Oh, okay. I don't remember Common in Suicide Squad at all, but he was apparently Monster T. Monster T? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Was that uh, who got burnt up by uh, Diablo? Maybe. Maybe I don't remember for sure. Um, Common was what else was he? He was something in something else recently. Um, well, he's done a lot. Um, the Hate You Give. Uh, he was in Hunter Killer, mm. which looked awful. Um, he was in Smallfoot, the animated movie. He was in Ocean's Eight as himself, apparently. Um, the Tale, which is an HBO movie that stars Laura Dern that I really want to see but haven't seen. Um, Girls Trip, which I don't. Oh, he's playing himself in that as well. Uh, he was in Megan Levy, which was the military dog movie with Kate Mara. Uh, oh, yeah. He was on NBC's The Wiz as the bouncer. I That's the it. remake, not the, the, remi- not yeah, the yeah. set. Not... Correct. That was no. a live uh, musical. And he's Hashtag in Selma not... as uh, James Bevel. Hashtag not my The Wiz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was in Now You See Me, apparently. I don't remember him in that. We're getting back now several years here. New Year's Eve. Alright, that's enough about Common. Uh, he shows up in some stuff. And he was in Wanted, apparently, as the gunsmith. <laughs> but, alright, that's my number five. Corey, you got nothing to add, so uh, let's move into your number five. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I didn't mean it like that. You didn't say anything. No, because you guys were talking about other things. But oh, I did enjoy him in that. Um, a lot, actually. Um... That was a very good scene. But, yes, that's a good poll. I just changed mine. Okay, oh, so... Look at us all <laughs> changing our list. I know! I'm like, oh, uh, but I'm, no, wait! I'm, acting, I'm actually changing my number four, so take your time. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I went with Meatloaf. Okay. And oh. And, I actually... Um, yeah. I listed a few, like, roles for each one, but I'm gonna... I mean, he's great. In Fight Club, I recently watched Wayne's World, um, one and two, probably like six months ago. Wait, he's in Wayne's World. Yeah, he plays Tiny. Really? I would I would have gone. Wasn't he in Rocky Horror? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going, going with. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eddie. Um, but I can't remember how old I was when I first first watched Rocky Horror. I definitely, I mean, he was a musician first. I think he started with music in like 72 or 73, but I was a big fan. Dun, dun, dun. Of Bad Out of Hell 2. <laughs> I don't know, I could set, guys. Um, and we're not talking about how old I was. But anyways, um, I went with Eddie from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love that role anyways. I mean... I don't know. The whole movie's ridiculous, but um yeah. Well, 
I uh, if I had I had considered Meatloaf because Fight Club was one of my favorite movies for a long time, and um, I find it interesting that his name looks like a regular name that it's Meat Space Loaf and both capitals. <laughs> it's not one word. Um, and uh, I still have not watched Rocky Horror Picture. John. One day. Oh, well, see, I keep waiting because I keep trying to encourage myself to go to the experience, and then I get freaked out because i don't like large crowds and i don't like stupid people and i feel like at this I, movie there's going to be a lot then of people drinking. watching it i know I, I keep putting it off I, I need to just watch it taylor loves this movie i think it depends because i know that we go to the, like um you know the local theater that i go to a lot of these like classic screenings they'll do like adult showings where they'll like serve alcohol and stuff and then they'll have like family friendly screen times that are also earlier because they'll do the rocky horror at like i think 10 11 i've it's late but um they don't serve alcohol at the family friendly ones, so people don't get quite as wild but i feel like everyone's just so excited and happy to be there because i don't like large crowds or idiots either but it's just so fun and you're just like so into it and even if you've never been before you can they usually will sell like the prop bags or whatever and you can mm-hmm. oh you yeah know, we've had this interact. conversation many times because i always anytime this movie gets brought up i have to painfully admit you have that to I've fess up to it. it yeah so i just i don't know and i think that it's such a good movie all around i don't even know why they tried to wasn't it like a tv movie a couple years ago they did a, a they like did, uh, they, yeah nbc we don't, we don't need to talk about that the live yeah. action not the live action it, the live like they do it live uh on tv oh um the first time so it's a they started it it wasn't greece that they did first maybe sound of music was the first one they did and they've done okay. like four or five since then and i think fox tried to do one um and it, they they have success uh they get ratings because it's it is like an event they always get a few big names um but i i've actually not caught any of them um and sound of music had C- carrie underwood maybe was was the oh lead or something that does like that. sound familiar actually i didn't realize that they had done that with other and yeah. i guess i can kind of understand that they're trying to i guess kind of it's not going to be a broadway experience or live experience exactly but some people don't have the opportunity to go to them yeah maybe i don't know and in some ways it's harder because they have like all these moving sets and there's a like uh, i think the grease one they did a lot of behind the scenes stuff and it was kind of interesting like seeing them running across like because they have all these different sound stages set up for the different sets so it's it's not quite theater but it's live tv is something that doesn't happen very often and a lot of the actors are not theater actors they're they're traditionally movie stars or, or musicians in carrie underwood's case um so uh yeah it's interesting and again i i, I feel like people really hate it on the rocky horror uh version because the original is so beloved um you know and same thing i mean sound of music i probably got a little hate too because sound of music still a beloved musical as well even though it's tough um for some but all right i just I don't know. I don't think that you can. I say that, but then I did think that it was really good. And what's his name? That I, yeah, that played Pennywise did a good job. But Peter Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Yeah. Sarsgaard. I don't remember if he's Sars or Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Yeah, because there is there's both. Both exist. Um, all right. Let's go to uh, Mikey for his number four pick. No, oh, it's already me again. It's already Jeez. you again. Well, it's a good thing I finished, because I did switch one out again, and they didn't even get demoted to honorable mentions, so too bad for them. Um, all right, so I went with 
someone from should be familiar to all of us. If they're not, I guess well, they will be in a second. Uh, I went with Ice T from 1995's Tank Girl, and to be truthful, does that ring a bell? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, never I, watched I, Tank Girl, even though I don't know why, because I love oh. Lori Petty. And um, oh, really? Because because um, I'm looking and it, it's marked as watched by you, but that's okay. Is it really? Uh, I'm glad it is. It is. Uh, but uh, suffice it to say, I picked this one. Uh, even though I've rated it a two two star, if I recall correctly, because nowhere else, and I don't even know how they pitched this to him. How would you do this? Um, you know, because I don't know that Ice T is like The Rock and says, um, "Yeah, I'm in." He nowhere else are you going to see Ice T play a mutant kangaroo leader oh in the post apocalyptic <laughs> future. Oh my god! Yes, he's a mutant kangaroo leader. Okay, <laughs> Sasha Gray's. Awkward performance in Would You Rather, notwithstanding, because I picked her for, you know, because I want to get to the other films that she's been in. This one gives you, I mean, come on. This is the OG, Ice-T. So, you know, uh, we're used to him on SVU now. Uh, I don't even know if he's still on there. He but, was for a long time. Um, it, it's, I recall the Deadline comic. I, you know, this, this adaptation does nothing if you weren't already a fan of the tank girls comic strip you're not going to be because of this film also that said you know with ice t being uh, 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 a kangaroo I, I you know i'm stuck on that did we do the spoilers <laughs> warning because i'm gonna we give another spoiler. Yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> uh, nowhere else nowhere else c can you see malcolm mcdowell be so oh, upset yeah. with one of his underlings that he sticks him and extracts, basically desiccates the, the his this guy that failed him instantly and takes a sip of the water he's extracted from his enemy. It, it, wow. it, it's like, whoa. It's hardcore, and obviously, you know, he's motivating his men. And that's the thing. is that It's kind of like Dune, where if you control water, it's, it's, it's a huge deal in the future. Um, who else is in this? Uh, Jet Girl was played by a very young Naomi, Naomi Watts. Uh, Iggy Pops in this, who I've forgotten. Oh, man. Uh, who else? James Hong. Uh, if that name doesn't ring a bell, he's been in Big Trouble in Little China and a bunch of others. Uh, in fact, I can take it up because he's he's a pretty, pretty good frame. Uh, Blade Runner, Chinatown, uh, Kung Fu Panda, Airplane, Wayne's mm -hmm. World 2. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, he's he's a lot um, of stuff. Very yeah. Oh, yeah, Doug Jones so, is in this. Yeah, I was just about to say I didn't realize. I've only seen this one time. I bought it because, I mean, I've never read the comic. That's okay. Uh, you don't have so to. I'm not going to uh, judge you on that because it's it. The only reason I would know about it is because when I was in high school, I knew someone that was that ran a comic book store, and that's and that was huge with them. So I'm like, oh, well, it's got to be good if they like it. Well, I knew Lori Petty because of In the Army now with uh, the Polly Shore mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Dick's movie. She's always after the water. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember seeing the trailers for this, and I was like, yeah, that looks like it could be fun, but I never saw it. And then I I guess I marked it. I don't I, I don't think I ever watched it. Um, I might have clicked it on accident. Um, I am familiar with it. Uh, I didn't realize Ice-T played a kangaroo, though, so that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of tempting just on that kind of B-movie, comic book movie, because uh, I've seen most... Oh comic book adaptations that i am familiar with are comic book adaptations this is one that i know i haven't seen um and again i've never read the book either but 
I know there is fans of the property, and I man, I am I like Naomi Watts enough to uh, give her the benefit of the doubt, even if the movie is not going to be yeah great. But, and if I recall, because I know, sorry, I apologize for jumping in there. Doug Jones plays an additional Ripper, and the Rippers, I believe, are the mutated kangaroos. Um, yeah. So he's part of Ice T's posse. I mean, that's, um, direct. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, Rachel Talay. Oh, I'm gonna do a hatchet job on Talele. Uh, I didn't realize they directed. She directed Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, uh, Ghost in the Machine, which wasn't that great. Wind in the, uh, I guess, an adaptation of Wind in the Willows. Not a ton of credits, but it's just, uh, inter- It's just such a. It's just, you will finish it and be and wonder what did you just watch for? It's again, Corey. It's right within your limits. I think it's only 98 minutes. You can't ever get those back, but come on, Ice T is a kangaroo, right? Um, is that that's the selling point right there? Because I can't imagine Ice T doing <laughs> that. Because that's like he was on my uh, honorable mentions. Not even necessarily on my honorable mentions. He was just on my list of names of people who I could put into the list. Mm-hmm. And um, but I was like, you know, I don't. I, the only thing I really remember Ice T in is. Law and Order. Like I don't. I'm sure I've seen him in other stuff, but when I think of Ice T, the only acting I think of is Law and Order, and that's not what we do here. We're doing movies, um, so I, I didn't. But, well, him. I mean, he, 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 the credit list for him because I almost picked Johnny Mnemonic. See, I've uh, never seen I, Johnny Mnemonic. It's one of the only Keanu I, films I've not watched. And so he plays another cult leader. Really, it, it kind of goes hand. Is that the same year? Ninety five. Yeah. So yeah. I think his agent's like, oh, yeah, we got another edgy cult leader part for you so that's back to back productions 95 for Tanko 95 for Johnny Mnemonic uh, what else was he in New Jack City 3000 Miles to Graceland he was this is terrible Leprechaun in the Hood he was in uh, Leprechaun in the Hood but um, can we talk about Leprechaun for a moment because Jennifer sure. Aniston was in one the first the one. original yeah. the yeah. original not, not this one but still uh, um, I think the Werewolf Ambulance podcast just did one episode on leprechaun in the hood and it almost makes me want to watch it but i don't know um i just don't know maybe it'll I mean, help clear up my you ear you can buy the box set i'm sure for super cheap there's several other ones after that one yeah, um, well oh 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 well, you gotta get this he i guess ice t was in breaking the original 1984 really? breaking i've seen that i don't know my wife role. loves those i own both breaking movies uh oh you're gonna have to watch it and he's in breaking too He's got a credit in Breaking 2. Electric Boogaloo, baby. I've got it. Yeah. I own the DVDs. My wife is a fan of those movies like <laughs> from her childhood. But she, like we did break out. I definitely watched the first one. I don't know if we watched Electric Boogaloo. But, um, the uh, the other one I don't want to stick on, uh, on Ice-T because there's so many credits he's got. It's 93 films. 93. 93 films. Um, he was in – it was based on the most dangerous game, but they called it Surviving the Game. Okay. Oh yeah, Director yeah, Howard, I see that. Trump, yeah. Uh, Gary Busey, I remember uh, John C. McGinley. I forgot he was in this. Um, I haven't watched this in a long while. I need to dig it up. Kind of, kind of like um, didn't John Claude Van Damme do Hard Target? It was pretty similar. I saw Hard or was Target. Was that next? Uh, I don't remember if that was the one, but he did one like that. Um, th- that's a common trope: the hunting of humans. And yeah, whatever. yeah. But all right, well, let's move on uh, to my number. Four because we were on Ice T for quite a bit there. Um, kangaroo Ice T, Southern, yeah. So you know, Kangaroo Ice T is like Australian tea, right? Um, yes, it's made from real kangaroo. 
Exactly. Uh, for my number four, I'm going with a, another rapper, actually. Um, Yasin Bey is his current name. You guys know who that is? Nope. It's no. Most Deaf is what you would probably oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't know him. Oh, yeah. He's but, great. Um, now, there's a lot of performances I could have pulled. Obviously, I think the one Mike would be thinking of is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. However, that's not the movie I'm pulling. I'm pulling a lesser scene, but I love a movie called Be Kind Rewind, mm -hmm. um, which stars him and Jack Black uh, with and Danny Glover um, and Mia Farrow, actually, which is kind of a cool, like, random uh, late day. And uh, young actress Melanie Diaz. Um, this movie is a, a started a culture called Swede Films. Um, and the premise of this film is one of the reasons I love it so much. And I rented this on VHS like back um, no maybe not I guess 2008 it wouldn't have been VHS I rented this though on a whim and then I ended up buying it uh, from like Blockbuster when they used to do like the buy two get one kind of deals um, for their used movies and I showed this to uh, some of my students a few years ago um, and had them make Swede films so if you're not familiar with this movie uh, Most Def and Danny Glover run a VHS store it's Danny Glover store but Most Def is his employee and um, all they have is VHS rentals. That's all they have. And it's like 2008, so like they're on the end of that movement. Like they're they're barely keeping afloat because most people have converted to DVDs at that point. And then the big chain stores are shutting them down. So they're trying to stay open. And Danny Glover leaves to kind of do some research on how to improve the business. And Jack Black, being a crazy person who is friends with most death, comes into the store, ma magnetized, and wipes all of the VHS cassettes completely clean. Um, in an effort to uh, not anger some a customer, they recreate a movie. Uh, like they film their own version of a film. I think it's Ghostbusters that they start what? with. Yeah, so like they use, oh, like, you, a, you haven't seen this? Oh, it's no. so good. Um, it's so funny. So you get all these like really crappy made versions of, of big time movies that you know and love. Like they do uh, Rush Hour, they do Jaws, they do um, oh god, they do Ghostbusters, <laughs> they do. Uh, oh my god, there's so many. You get a lot of, and they actually had a lot of these online where you can watch them. And it's directed by Michael Gondry, who do, who did uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So, um, oh, okay. it's, it's a, it's a film that really worked for me and people were so like into the sweeted versions of these famous movies that they started to make their own. If you want to see some hit up YouTube, do Swede something like Swede Jurassic Park. There's some great ones. Uh, and the idea is that you pay homage to the original film, but you're not worried about, uh, quality and you're, you're, you use home stuff. So like you, you it's okay if the effects are, are cheesy or bad. The whole idea is that you're paying homage to something you love so my students did that uh one year my favorite one i had a group of guys um who did a uh, fast and the furious um swede film and a lot of it like they were racing like so they're in their actual cars like on a, a side street and then when the race starts it cuts to like clearly matchbox cars like on a piece of cardboard <laughs> yes. and it's so great they're doing the sound effects with their mouth because that's what you have to do is like room and um they're doing the music the, themselves it's it's so fun um, and there's actually like Swede festivals and stuff because this movie, a movie that most people haven't seen, had such an impact on the culture that it actually started this trend. Um, we used to have a Swede festival in St. Pete actually at some point. So, and Most Def is amazing in this movie. He he, he and Jack Black have such fun chemistry. Um, there's these really zany moments and they're, when they're filming these other iconic movies. Uh, the Driving Miss Daisy parody is hilarious because they put Danny Glover in the driver's seat. So it's... <laughs> Um, it's great. Uh, and Mia Farrow is like a, a local, because it's really about this neighborhood. It's, I don't know, I feel like this is an unseen gem, 
and I love that I get to talk about it because I, it really works for me. I find it um, my love of cinema is echoed in the in this film because there's definitely like a love of the art and the craft and and the storytelling and how it brings people together. It's even if a movie isn't great, um, how it can make people sit together and be together. And I just I love that kind of stuff. It just clicks for me because that is. Uh, film is such an important part of my life that when I see it reflected in, in the art itself, I always take a, a bit of joy. Um, so that's my number four, Yasin Bey, uh, most known as Most Deaf, and then the film Be Kind Rewind from 2008. Yeah, that's, that's a you pick for sure. And I mean that because of just the way the film, the yeah. whole you know, treatment of film, that's the totally, I get that. And Melanie, uh, Diaz, Melanie. Yes, she's great in this movie. It's like yes, I think one of her she first really charmed me. Yes, she really charmed me. I didn't realize thirty-eight films. Yeah, he's I got didn't a realize lot. he was in Talladega Nights, um, sixteen blocks because he's he's a lead with leading that with Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis, which I've not watched. Uh, Italian, yeah, I haven't watched that one. Uh, Italian Job, the, the Michael J. Fox and James Wood film. This one's from. 91 so i guess it's within his wow. time i didn't realize he was the hard way i never watched that one because just michael j fox unless it's back to the future film wise i just wasn't um but yeah his credit list is enormous yeah, he's been in a, some of his credits though are going to be like music videos and stuff too probably although it's not i'm not seeing a lot but like justin timberlake has a massive collection but some of them are straight up like just music videos and stuff like that um but uh he's still he's done a lot of films and um I, you know, I, he's a person who I knew outside of film, but I've not really listened to his music, and now I'm kind of intrigued to go back and listen to some of his stuff because he's supposed to be a very intellectual rapper, and I like that type. Yeah, of music. he's yeah, and I, I haven't listened to a whole lot of his music. Uh, I have some on my list, um, but yeah, he's he definitely. I was I was wondering what they would, he would his performance as Ford Prefect would be like, and then once I watched, I'm like, yeah, he's great. He's yeah, fantastic. I love him. Um, I, I love not what he would expect. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Corey, you got anything to add about Most Deaf? I just added that movie to my list. Yeah, you definitely need to watch that movie. I think I'd like to hear your take on that. If, um, I don't know if we can fit it into Movie Club somewhere, but I would totally be down to to watch that again. It's I haven't taught it in a couple of years. I might bring it back. Um, I feel I, I like, like to rotate stuff. That would be such a cool assignment, though. I would just probably i feel like that would be so awesome seeing what the students came up with yeah and i'll send you some links uh because they're on youtube the ones that were made so uh, a couple were oh. real bad um but yeah i'll send some links um I, might oh, I would hope so yeah well one like uh, i had a group that last minute put together forrest oh. gump and it's um man there's there's good parts to the forrest gump one but then there's some really just what the heck are you doing kid uh type moments in that one but i'll, I'll send those over to the group chat um if you you can watch okay. at your leisure Perfect. Let's get to your number four then, Corey. Okay. I I get confused because we do this and movie club. But anyway, so I don't know if I've talked about him before. I feel like it was for movie club. But I went with Tom Waits. Ah, yeah. Ooh. And I put a few of his down. I have Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I know that's not the popular opinion, but I love that movie and I don't care. I don't. And I love him as Renfield. Um... And then uh, we saw Coffee and Cigarettes for Movie Club. Yes. He plays himself. And then he was in The Dead Don't Die. <laughs> and he plays Hermit Bob. And 
I just feel like everybody should see that movie because it's so fun. But I just kind of love every... I like what he's about as a person. Um, he started as a musician, but he doesn't, like, sell his music for advertising. I can't remember which company he went against. Um, he could have gotten a lot of money if he let them you know, use his music for their advertising, but he ended up suing them because I think they used it without permission. And he's just such a private person. Um, his music doesn't really, you know, resonate with me, but at this point in my life, I feel like I shouldn't make a broad sweeping statement like it never will. But I just, I think it's kind of interesting to see the kind of roles that he takes too. Um, and I just think that he does it because he enjoys it. And he wor- keeps working with Jarmish. Yeah, Is it Jarmish or Jarmush? Yeah, Jim Jarmish. Yeah, they're they're uh, definitely they're friends. Um, they work together quite a bit. And he also he was in uh, the Old Man and the Gun, the David Lowery film. With, um, oh, I yeah, didn't uh, see that. I love that movie. Highly recommend that you watch that. And then because uh, Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek alone are worth watching, but Casey Affleck is great in that movie. Um, and then, uh, and I'm also, you and I are, I think are David Lowery fans anyways. Um, yes. But, uh, the dead don't die. Yeah, actually. Oh, okay. Well, the dead don't uh, die was on, sorry, on my honorable mentions for Tom Waits, because I love him in that movie so much. Um, and I've seen him, I've seen a lot of his stuff, but, uh, that's by and, far my favorite performance of his. And I feel like he had more screen time than and the other things that I've seen him in and I it's some I don't always recognize him right away either which I like what uh which movie did you pick specifically for him oh I'm going with the dead don't die oh okay oh great sorry I, I was I got lost in the list and I was like scrolling through his um filmography just like man I've seen a lot of these but I've missed a lot of these too and some I yeah. don't remember him in them I'm like I've seen that but I don't remember what he did in it but um he's got a lot uh, yeah old man in the gun he is uh not prominent but he's in it a, a, quite a bit um him and danny glover are friends with robert redford uh character so they they interact together several times and are oh very gosh. very enjoyable that movie's super good i wanted to see it and then i missed it and then yeah and listeners the dead don't die might still be in theaters near you probably not in the big theater at this point it's been out for just over a month and it was a very small indie film by comparison to all the summer blockbusters so odds are it is not uh in one of your big multiplexes but if you have like some of the the tertiary theaters where it's like cheaper and it's been out for a while still which our county no longer has that unfortunately um wait is it closed yeah well the mugs and movies in lakeland's been gone the uh regular mugs and movies is gone um all of our theaters are just basically big multiplexes now so we only get the uh the big movies and the first couple of week you know releases but then stuff shifts out because there's more stuff coming um go see it in theaters it's so fun yeah if you can uh if, if not you, get ready if it, you can. it'll be vod soon enough so yeah and i will definitely be buying that movie because i'm a big jim jarmusch fan i'm a big bill murray fan i'm a big adam driver fan and i like Tom and Waits danny glover was in it too yes danny glover yeah. um i love danny and glover. you didn't mention chloe Sevigny. I also like oh, Chloe Sevigny. So I love Tilda Swinton. I mean, if you want me to keep going, uh, <laughs> the whole cast is great. Yeah, it's it's such a good. Well, welcome, well, welcome to Burke's Polyamorous Actor Podcast. <laughs> yes. All right, Mike. Unless you want to add anything to Tom Waits, uh, it's time for your number three. Well, I remain silent because I've made yet another change, and my number one is a big change. So I'm glad I just made it. 
because anyway, I want to go to my number three. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. I don't know if Corey has from 90, not 90, 2004. Uh, totally did not expect Mandy Moore in the uh, role she played and saved. Yes. Um, she played Hillary Fay, and just such a, I mean, this is obviously satirical, but I'm obviously satirical. And I had friends that went to a private religious based school and they weren't like the the portrayals here but there are definitely other people that were and so it was uh, this I've watched and rewatched this and it it still sticks with me um, she gets so many good lines I, re- I to be honest um, probably my first draw of this this was uh, produced by C100 Projections which was the imprint of Michael Stipe which is the lead singer who oh, is the lead singer of Mariam right. and I don't remember how many different films that production company did but this definitely caught my eye and i had already really liked jenna malone um i think yeah. to me she can do no wrong and you got macaulay culkin in there but really some of the lines that and see i'm looking at this and some of my letterbox friends on one of them rated it a half star i think they're wrong so yeah. we'll just move on from that um just the, the whole line where because they're trying to save Jenna Malone and uh, it deals it's definitely a coming of age story there's a whole lot going on um, but just the thing she does and just flings a bible at Jenna Malone and just gets challenged and she's like you idiot this is not a weapon and just she retorts back I'm filled with the love of the Lord and just you know just inanity and his craziness um, and she treats her brother terribly she just is a terrible person i couldn't help but love her um yeah, yeah if you have Wilkins, her brother right yes yeah. yes and she's just rotten awful to him yeah well she you just know did... mandy moore is an interesting one to pick uh because she came out at that time when like the pop st- the pop music was like drowning because of trl and like mm-hmm. there was just like every week there was another one of these pop stars and i feel like mandy moore um, was one of the minor musicians at that time. Mm-hmm. She's well known, but yeah, less definitely. But, uh, has far surpassed her her music career with her oh, acting yeah. career. And yeah. I mean, she's on that very popular show uh, right now. This is this is something. I this can't, is us. This is us. I think. Yes. This is us. Yeah, which I, I refuse to watch. I just can't handle the the amount of feels. Yeah, it's it's super. Like I watched some of it with Kathy, and I was like, nope, this is too no, much. No, um, don't need it. But uh. She she is such a good actress and um, saved it was I really enjoyed it. I just watched it like a year or two ago because of you you had you had mentioned it and I think I'd skipped it thinking it would be cheesy and it it is at times but it it's cheesy is, by it, design yeah I mean when you got the the pa- pastor and the head administrator the way he acts that is not far removed yeah um, and you know you can be genuine but sometimes it just comes off a certain way and that's I mean, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, no, I also, I, I like it. It's definitely got its fans. It's going to be one of those movies that are going to rub some people the wrong way. Um, I think, yeah. too, like, you could take it personal because it's a satire about, like, overly religious people in some ways. And so if you're, if you see yourself on the screen, you're going to take it offensively, probably, you know. Yeah, um, but if you're the kind of person that's portrayed, then there's a reason. I mean, because some, uh, I'm not. You know, not no no one is perfect, and again, that this one isn't 
it doesn't I could see people getting offended so just be warned because yeah. your experience may vary depending however if one's personal beliefs and faith is that fragile that something like this is going to destroy it or make you feel that then my thing is how strong you know what I mean yeah how what kind of foundation do you have but that's a whole different issue this is not the theological survey uh, podcast nope um that said uh Corey you have, you have not watched Saves I have I didn't oh, watch okay. until like a year or two ago and it was oh, freaking nice. hilarious I'm not really a Mandy Moore fan <laughs> um I guess I didn't give it a chance because of her, her music that I was not a I'm fan flinging of. a Bible at you right now. It's so funny, though, and I feel like that could have gotten me through my teenage years. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, well, I'll, I'll fling Bibles at you all day. Not, no, not, not you personally attacking me with books, oh. but... <laughs> I mean, the movie. I could... I feel like if I would have given it a chance when it, like, first came out... Because wasn't it in 2004? I believe so. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that it, it would have been right up my alley. I was just being a jerk. I think the same for me. And I was, uh, I definitely kind of, maybe even because it was Mandy Moore, because I was like really into my like heavy metal music at that time. So anything associated with like pop music was like no way. Um, so I'm pretty sure just no. the fact that Mandy Moore was attached, I mocked it. Uh, no, so you got to spread the love, man. Yes. I'm, I'm flinging steelbook versions of Saved <laughs> at both of you. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll take that. I'll add that to hey, it's the 25th anniversary. They should uh, rescreen that. They're of a crucifix. That would be cool if they the DVD. It. And, Corey, your math is off by 10 years. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> 15th Mushroom. anniversary, guys. I can do. I almost said a different word. Dang it. 15. But anyways, I feel like that should be my job. That theaters or something. Oh. No. Hires me to decide which things are going to be rescreened in theaters because... Do uh, it. They miss out on some golden opportunities, guys. Yeah, and for some well, reason we I mean, had cruel intentions uh, this year. Was like gross. some of it. Some of it has to do with studio involvement and the legalities and contracts. You know, they may not have a. They may My, not. Huh? I don't want to know about all of the statistics. I just want them to do what I want. You, these are the legal <laughs> legal realities that you have to deal with. I am not an entertainment law expert, but. But when, when you're talking about residuals and all that, and mm. sometimes they, they sneak stuff in that they may not have had residual contracts agreed for. For I mean, do you really think Reese Witherspoon and uh, what is his name? Philip Philip Pepe. Oh, uh, Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe Pepe. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. Uh, Too many letters. <laughs> negotiated. They probably snuck in. Ha ha. We don't have to pay them or pay them very little. Well, so. let. Let's move on. I'm going to get to my number three. Um, and this is a controversial actor, I think, in the sense that some people mm. think he's really great and some people think he's a joke. And I think he, he it depends on the movie. Um, and I'm going with uh, Feel the Vibrations himself, Marky yes. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Um, I'm not going with The Happening, although that would be on the list of... Oh, no. no! That would be on the dishonorable mentions. Um, what? But no! I am going to go with uh, The Big Hit which I was the first movie I remember seeing Mark Wahlberg in. And it was a film that uh, when I saw it, I had so much fun. I saw it. And I remember I saw it at mugs and movies uh, for like a dollar, you know, so it's almost, out, it's almost out on VHS and I see it. And it's this really crazy over the top action comedy. Um, and Wahlberg's playing this hitman who is uh, apologetic. He's like super insecure. It's so much so that he gives himself an ulcer worrying about if he's upsetting mm-hmm. people. 
and I love that ridiculous premise when I was a kid, and I, I've seen it a couple times, and I do think some of the action holds up. I really like him in this movie. I think it's the right role, because he's he's being the action star, but he's also being kind of the dumb, like, what? No, guy. And it just, like, it's like the perfect embodiment of what his the rest of his career is basically going to be, um, where he's kind of does these weird movies. I mean, he's obviously The Departed, great performance, although he's being, like, over-the-top Boston guy. Um, I'm a big fan of Boogie Nights, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. He's really great in that. But for me, when I think of Wahlberg and I think of like the first movie that I looked at him as more than just one, Donnie Wahlberg's brother, and two, um, not the the guy wearing underwear and singing Feel the Vibrations with the Funky Bunch. Um, this was the, feel this it, the feel movie. It. And so I went with that one as my number three. I, I still think this performance holds up. Um, and I like Wahlberg in certain things. I think he's awful in other things. Like Mile 22, horrible freaking movie. Um, uh, I think he's great um, in the other guys, though, you know? Oh, good. Okay, I was going to say, wait, hold on. What's okay. the movie? But also, did you guys see Fear? I never saw Fear. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon? No, I am familiar with it, though. It's on Shudder, my friend. It's on oh. Shudder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you need to make time. You will never yeah. get that time back. You will never listen to Bush the same way again. Oh, boy. <laughs> You will never That's the listen first time to. That I remember him. <laughs> you will never listen to the Sunday's amazing cover of the Rolling Stones' "Wild Horses" the same again. Um, anytime any of those songs, especially Machine Head, comes around, I start thumping my chest, um, oh, and I just look at my wife very. I give her a look during "Wild Horses." I, that is all to say. Just that uh, suffice it to say. I had Marky Mark, and he hates being called that, mm-hmm. on my list too. Say and hi to your mother. He was, um, he was the dad in the Lovely Bones too. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I haven't seen like that. he Ter- terrible dad though. Um, I mean, I, I am a Donnie Wahlberg fan because New Kids on the Block, and I'm glad he, he had his career afterwards. But I feel like Mark Wahlberg has had a far more solid <laughs> career. I mean, some of his stuff is probably questionable. I don't watch all of his movies, but you know. Yeah. And I mean, just for Boogie Nights. Yeah. I think, I mean, with the proper environment, the happening is a classic. And what I mean by that is throw Riff Track some money uh, because I need to do that. That's the only way to watch Birdemic or some other ones. Roadhouse, we just talked about the other day, I feel like. Uh, And that's the way to watch it. Um, Was not or wasn't... Mr. La Bamba and Stand and Deliver Lou Diamond Phillips in the Italian job. Oh yeah, uh, no, the big hit was was what I'm I I'm sorry, the the big hit. He is. So yes. he wasn't in that one. He He's, is in that one. He is in that one. He's very good in uh in the big hit. I like cool. him. because I, that's a, that's someone that needs to be in more. Yeah, he's in like an over the top uh, side character. He's really funny. Um, he's a major character. I don't want to like it. I'm like avoiding spoiling a movie most people probably wouldn't okay. enjoy, but um, Christina Applegate. Okay, that's is a Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. It's not again. It's not like a perfect movie, but I I like it. It's super it's a goofy. fun. Exactly. Yeah. And there's some crazy action sequences in the movie. Um, and I just think Wahlberg is like in the zone in this film, and it it just clicks. So, if you like any of his kind of crazy goofy roles, I think The Big Hit's uh, a solid one for that. I, I mean, I'm not even saying it's 
his best movie or anything. It's I, I just that was the one that connected with me as a Wahlberg. Why I keep going back to Wahlberg movies is because of like my first interaction with the big hit I enjoyed. So I'm like, yeah, I know he can be entertaining if he's in the right movie. And there's great examples like the other guys, etc., where it's just he's in the right pocket. But all right, Corey, what's your number three? Okay, so. We watched one a movie with him for Movie Club, and I was really disappointed. Not because of his, you know, performance, but because of the movie. Um, but I went with David Bowie oh, as yeah. Jareth in the gob and uh, as a Goblin King in Labyrinth. Yep. Words. I love this movie. I have seen a few films with him in them. I'm gonna give a couple another try but i feel like this has been his best performance that i've seen you didn't like the hunger did you i watched that a long time ago probably five or six or more years ago and i we just bought it when it was on sale actually on voodoo so i'm gonna give it another try but we watched the man who fell to earth for that yeah that one's tougher the book is so good and then read the book Oh, it's so good. And it's not a long read. Um, so, I mean, she it's re- not... She, re- she reads like she likes her movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a slow reader, though, Mike, so I have to really think about it. That's why I'm so apprehensive to go into The Shining, because it's like seven million pages, and it'll be the only book I read this year. But... Um, I, I gotta be honest, I've gotten to where, just after they get talking about the pipes and everything, and mm-hmm. I... I don't even know where I put my copy of it now. Oh, it's in the freezer. I want to read it. No, oh. it's not th- gotten to that. That's Pet Cemetery. It's in the freezer. Uh. <laughs> um, I I knew this most likely would end up on your list, Corey, because one, you love David Bowie, and two, I know how much you love Labyrinth. Um, and Jim Henson. I believe I was just at a comic book store, and I think there's a Labyrinth graphic novel right now that you might want to invest oh. in. It looks like it is about Jareth. Um, at least from the cover of it. And uh, I will say, I really like David Bowie in The Prestige, the Christopher Nolan film. Oh, you're say. right! That he's is good. Oh, he yeah. Tesla. Um, yeah. He's not in it very much, though, but I do like him when he shows up uh, as Tesla. And, uh, yeah, big fan of... Uh, I'm a Nolan fan. I'm one of the, the critics who like to praise him and not hate him. But, um, I mean, he has his flaws, but I enjoy his movies. And, I, you know, I appreciate what he's doing, so... Uh, but yeah, Bowie, um, we both did not enjoy The Man Who Fell to Earth. Uh, it was not for us. Uh, but I, Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty obtuse, I would say. But he's, he's good in it, I think. It's just, it's such a weird movie. It's very, like, not my style of movie. But um, yeah, that's, uh, there you go. Number three for Corey. I know, Mike, you're also, if I'm not mistaken, you're a big fan of Labyrinth as well. I am. I love my... You know what? I'm a little irritated. I hope we we eventually get our t-shirts, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But that was one of my early, early t-shirt procurements from this place that I'm not going to give free press to because they have taken our money. I've seen no product, and that's not cool. Um, But the Labyrinth shirt that they sent way long ago was fantastic. I get more comments on it. I get more comments on it than... um, But the other Bowie performance, which I wish they had him in more... Uh, was from Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. As the long-lost uh, Agent Jeffries. What was his first name? I just had it. Philip. Philip Jeffries. And 
then he poof just like kaiser soze is no longer around very cool i thought yeah um, yep and all right well let's move uh to mike's number two uh, so far of Mike's movies, I have seen one of three, so I need both of these to uh, hit my goal of three. Corey, and... you've seen Save, so you just need one more of his last two. Aha. All right. So uh, my my challenge is on. My changes are set. I'm no longer changing anymore. Um, so I went with Mike Balzari. Oh, boy. Uh, from – oh, you don't know. You, you will have seen uh, – I will mention the secondary performance – but he's got more of a not quite a lead role. I've mentioned this over and over again. Rewatched at least twice in the last couple of weeks. The Penelope Spheris Suburbia, not to confuse confused with the Linklater one, but the 1983 version. And if you don't know who Mike Balzari is, he would jump around a lot. And so because he was so hoppity hippity hoppity, his band name bandmates in the oh. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Flea. Named him Mike B. Mike Balzari, the Flea, which eventually became just Flea. So he was a very quirky character, side character in Suburbia. Um, but I remember flipping out, losing my shiitake mushrooms <laughs> yes. when I saw him pop up in Back to the Future 2. Yep. Because he needles. played needles. And I'm like, that's Flea. And I'm sure I probably didn't do that. But internally, my internal monologue was going into the red line. Because, you know, and, you know, we, Burke, you and I have a common friend. And he's more of a contemporary Chili Peppers fan. And so he brings that up. And, I'm, you know, when we get to talking, I'm talking about Freaky Styley and the old, old 80s releases. He's looking at me like I've got an arm growing out of my head. I'm like, you know. No, I've got to be honest. I, I started listening, I think it was 94, 95 with Mother's Milk. But then I, I definitely sought out their old stuff. But to see him act was, yeah, I was I was a fan. I um, I haven't dug up his other credits, which I oh, should. Oh, he's done a because, lot. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he shows up. He's in Son-in-Law. Yeah, he's you a, he... pick it. I stick it. Often a camera he does a lot of cameos. He shows up in small parts. Baby and driver. He was a baby driver. Yeah, he's oh, uh, he's the guy who buys the masks and screws up. Like, yes, <laughs> oh Mike, Myers. Um, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was in Psycho, the Psycho remake. Um, oh, the Gus Van Sant movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was in Fear and Loathing. Yeah, he's uh, in so many Private things. Idaho. Um, Definitely indie stuff. Actually, in last year, he was in uh, the. Boy Erased um, with uh, oh. Lucas Hedges, Russell Crowe, and Nicole Kidman. He plays one of the um, counselors. Uh, very kind of scary, actually, for a fleet performance. He's very cruel. Um, I, I forgot he was in Big Lebowski, actually. Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember that either. And then uh, he's got writing credits, which I did not know. Well, not many writing Interesting. credits. Interesting. Uh, apparently he's beboxed around some stuff. Um now, I do have to say, I do regret now thinking back. I'm not changing my list any longer. But really, my, my person that should belong here, but I really like Flea, and this was a tough one, is Henry Rollins. Because oh, he yeah. made appearances in a couple of other He's movies and little ones. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Uh, which I just watched, and, and I was like, oh my god, Henry Rollins. Yeah, he's just good. Is one of those underrated... Um, his performance was just, oh, really just 
despicable in I want to say um, the motorcycle one, Charlie Hunnam's uh, what was it called? The TV series. Oh, Son of Anarchy. Son of Anarchy. Thanks, Son, Sons, Sons of, of Anarchy. Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was not a very but he played him so well because he's definitely against. He's not about the kind of character he played. Um, he didn't die, or he did did not die. Um, just a, that's a, all him. That's a role all him. It's, he's the lead, and he chews up literally chews up the scenes in that. If you haven't seen that already, so I really regret not even putting him in my honorable mentions. Well, you just did. Um, that said, uh, Corey. Uh, oh wait, Mike. Just to clarify, which movie for Flea are we doing? Suburbia. Or I Back went with Suburbia. I went okay. with Suburbia because he had more of a. He he just kind of popped up his needles in the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's more of a recognizable. But Suburbia, he's one of the 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 rejected and is in there and he doesn't have a lot to do but he's definitely like this is the kind of kid you'll see i think that's why he was hired that's why he was cast because this is the kind of kid you will see squatting in these places what stinks for me is that had you gone back to future i would have seen it but i've not seen suburbia so i I haven't either um i oh it's on it's on tubi it's on Tubi right now. Oh, I, I might need to check that out. Um, Tubi yeah. is a free it streaming, is... a free legal streaming service uh, that is on all of your major like devices. You can get it on a Fire Stick yeah. or Roku, um, Xbox, I think PS4. Um, but yeah, so it's a free service. Uh, highly recommend. I don't think they do ads yeah. either, right? They do. Very. Uh, it really depends. Oh. It's hit or miss. But they're so unintrusive. <laughs> they slide in. Sometimes you'll go through almost a whole film and you'll never see them. Um it's it i love the service it's got some hidden gems it definitely has not available on blankety blank redacted you know streaming service uh you'll see this one all three of the decline of western civilization uh uh, yeah there's there's a lot of hidden gems on there and i will tell you it is not an easy watch watch something fun because by the time you get to the ending it's you know and there are some cheesy spots but there's some like whoa, okay, um, and there's a definitely a very one, the one scene that's very misogynistic. I'm like, ugh, but they address it, and even in the film, it's just I'm like, wow, that's just nuts to me, that that probably happened. Well, um, with that though, let's head into my number two, um, just because of time, like, because I could, I I am a fan of Flea, and he's he's been in so many movies, I could probably like list a, a bunch, but. I'm going to get to my number two. Another uh, a musician, but not a rapper this time. Um, actually, I guess all of mine have been musicians technically first. And uh, this one is, I think, the most successful musician, I think one could argue, of the list. And that is Madonna. Um, because <laughs> I love... Uh, actually, she's in a few movies that I really love. When I was a kid, I loved Dick Tracy. Um, mm-hmm. But the movie that I'm going with is one that I still love and I think holds up so, so well. is A League of Their Own. Um, I am oh, a b- so good. big fan of this film. Um, Tom Hanks. Uh, this is as a kid. I think this was. I I knew Tom Hanks from Big, but I think this was the first time like I really like attached to him as an actor. Um, as a kid, uh, and then Madonna though. I just think she is so great in this film, and I really feel like this is where she is able to break away from her persona. Even though her character is a little got a little bit of Madonna's known persona, because she's a little easy i think is the uh word they would use to describe her it's implied but like she has this really great friendship with rosie o'donnell's character in the movie um 
I I've seen this film so many times. This is one of my fave sports films. Um, it's one of my favorite like kind of comedies. It's got a historical uh, relevance as it actually does talk about something that was real. Um, and there's such it's such a great cast. I mean, Gina Davis, and again, here's our second time talking about Lori Petty, um, because Lori Petty is uh, her sister, uh, Gina Davis's, but Madonna yeah. in this film, I think, um, is is kind of steals the show with this really huge ensemble cast. Like, who would have thought that Madonna, as you know, she'd done some movies, but hadn't really broken out as an actress. Um, and she does from here. You know, you, you get her in those big dramatic roles like Evita, the musical that I don't think I've ever completely watched, but I've seen parts of. Um, I just love her character in this movie. Uh, she's funny. Um, there's a, She gets to do this real emotional monologue where she tells the guy that she's not going back to, you know, basically. She doesn't say stripping, but that is the implication that she was like a quote-unquote dancer. Um, but some of the things she says that men would do to her doesn't sound like something that would be like a normal dancer um and she it's a really emotional powerful monologue that i think uh you could easily forget because it is a comedy but because of her performance i think it stands out as a big scene and shows what she's capable of that she is an actress she's more than just a musician trying to make it as an actress she's definitely got the chops um and i've never forgotten this performance so it was my number two when you said Madonna, I was like crossing my fingers, holding my breath. Please don't be, please don't be Shanghai Surprise. Please don't be Shanghai Surprise, because no one likes I, Shanghai Surprise. Um, and if you don't know it, don't seek it out. I'm just telling you, don't look for yeah. Shanghai Surprise. Uh, desperate, desperately seeking Susan, I would say, would be Madonna's breakout role. Yes, which I still uh, have. I saw it as a kid with my uh, my mom, but I've not seen it since, and it's one that I own. Um, and uh, Slums of Wait no, is desperately seeking desperately seeking Susan the New York movie? Yeah. Okay. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking she was in another one, but no, that's it. Um, I mean, she's in a lot. Dick of Tracy, movies, though. But... I mean, Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. she, she just definitely. I don't know that. I, I felt like that just bombed. I'm not sure why it bombed, but it got everything visually right. Uh, I mean, I bought Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, and definitely. Uh, Madonna. Uh, every uh, it was just Al really Pacino. weird to see Al Pacino in yeah. such heavy makeup. Yeah. But man, he was ooh ah, he was going. He went for it, man. He went full like big, big boy Caprice. He <laughs> you, went big boy for sure. Um, you never go full boy Caprice. Yeah. Big he, boy Caprice. That changes like after that performance. You see a difference in in Pacino and his films. I mean, like you watch uh, The Insider and it's or or Heat and it's much more subdued, but still it, like you see flares of that kind of crazy performance, and then after that, he's, like, off the rails. Um, <laughs> but, all right, uh, Corey, any comments on Madonna in A League of Their Own? That's such a good pick. I really like this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. Yeah, they just did, like, a re-release because it was its 25th anniversary or something like that um, a couple of years ago. I guess, in, God, I guess it was 2017. Um, I oh. really wanted to buy the special edition, and I never got to, so I... You know, missed an opportunity probably because I doubt I'll find it now. But um, yeah, I, I still think it's an excellent film. Um, Penny Marshall directed. So, uh, all right, Corey, let's get to your number two. Okay, not a surprise, but I went with Dolly Parton. Ah. And I'm having a really hard time, guys. Uh... Which, which pick? Oh <laughs> yeah, I guess that I'll go with Best Little Horror House in Texas. 
but really still Magnolia seven years later is just as grand but I really love the music in Best Little yeah Four House and um, yeah I didn't know if that was appropriate to keep saying on this podcast yeah. uh, I um you know Hard Candy Christmas is just one of the best songs oh, ever man. and I that love it so much stuck in my head every Christmas when my wife puts that on it's so good but guys be weary when you buy the soundtrack that it doesn't have like all the girls from the movie singing on it um what yeah it's i mean it's still good but it's not as good as the movie version but i just love dolly parton maybe one day i will get to meet her and i would love to go to dollywood i just think that she's amazing and yeah you you make me miss Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede. We were just talking about that in the car. I never got to go used... to that. Oh, it was. And they fun closed way. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 parking now. I don't know. It's part of the <laughs> the stupid stupid uh, outlets, which supposedly give you a deal, but I think boost up the prices for foreign uh, t- for tourists that have the money to spend. Um, I see. I would have leaned. I would have leaned Steel Magnolias. I love that. There's nothing quite like getting a good piece of armadillo cake. No, um, I just. They just read played it in theaters, and it was just. I. It's such a good movie, and I grew up on you know watching it. But, you know, you're gonna ugly cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got me. Uh, that one got me in the. I feel in like the you feels. Really prepared for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, to be truthful, I haven't seen your pick. Um, I haven't either. Uh, mostly because <gasps> I don't think I was allowed. Uh, we own it, because uh, uh, Kathy loves Dolly Parton well, yeah, and loves yeah, this movie. Yeah, your wife is a huge fan. Yeah. I think, I feel like maybe, uh, I don't know if it was for, like, a movie, uh, like, on TV or something, but I remember it being called The Best Little Chicken House in Texas. <laughs> oh, my yeah. lord. Wow. Um, but I watched this when I was about 14 for the first time. My mom showed it to me. You know, why aren't they remaking this one live? No. Maybe one day. I don't know who you, who would you put in the Stop! <laughs> the sound of my heart breaking, guys, just in case you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was she in Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Yes. Oof. I I'm haven't sorry. seen that. But... How, how I remember that, I have no idea because I'm not on Letterboxd. I'm reviewing my number one pick and she was I'm really excited 9 to 5 but 9 to 5 is not my favorite sorry but the song rocks um, it's a really song good song the song does rock the song does yeah. rock I never saw that one either I just know of it Dolly's one of those country musicians that transcend my general dislike of country music like I don't I've as a as an adult now I like a lot more genres than I did as a kid um, even let's be real like in the last couple of years I've opened up a little bit but I still don't like a lot of country music but Dolly Parton's never been one that bothered me I've always been able to listen to her and appreciate what it is even if it's not my like preference Johnny Cash has always been the same way like I don't love all of Johnny Cash's songs but I've never not liked Johnny Cash um, despite my distaste for country Dolly's like one of the only other country artists I can say that about where um, her music just works in 9 to 5 uh, uh Hard Candy Christmas, I even want to say I don't like that song, but I think at this point it's drilled its way into my, my head so much that I do like it, but it is, like, if I hear it once, I sing it for, like, seven days. Like, it is, it's in Yeah, my, it's an earworm. Um, and same thing with uh, <laughs> Jolene, like, her song Jolene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the, I, uh, had... the White Stripes cover what? of that? 
Yes. I freaking love that cover so much. Um, him screaming Jolene is like the best thing ever. Um, I I had a student that had that first name. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that to her. I'm not doing that to her. I'm not going to do that to her because she's probably so hurt forever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I said, well, I finally I mean... looked at him and said, I'm not going to do that to you because you probably... She's like, thank you. You know what? If I if I had a student named Jolene, I would never be able nope. to say their name without being like, Jolene! Nope. Jo- like, nope. It would just happen. Nope. I wouldn't even want to do it. It would just happen. Um, there are some the girl who shall not be say. named. Yeah. The guy that didn't want to ask to use table space at Dunkin' Donuts tormenting his students. I had a student named Trinity, and I could not... Yeah. I, every time I say it, I would say like Keanu when he was all upset, be like, Trinity! Like, it would be like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't not do it that way, because that's how I heard that oh, name. Oh, I, I remember her. I remember her. Oh, yeah. Uh, I but, never right. did that to her either. Although, it would have been tempting to just pick up the phone. Operator. Yeah. <laughs> Trinity. Um, alright. Mike, we're at your number one, and it sounds like you're excited for it, so I want to hear it. I am excited, because I was like, oh, did this even have a release? And it was did have a Sundance release, so I'm like, fantastic. I want to read you some of the names. I don't want to take too long, because I know we're running a little bit longer than normal. Um, some of the co-stars. Aubrey Plaza, L.A. Kemper, Neil Casey, Ben Schwartz, Bobby Moynihan, some from Saturday Night Live, El, um, some obviously are fan favorites, obviously Aubrey Plaza. Africa. This popped up, I want to say, on Tubi again, and I flipped my shiitake mushrooms again. I love that you're just saying that now. Yeah, because I hey, that's, I just that's say awesome. shiitake. I say it how you let you me say, say what you I, want, but I'm just saying. I will fling Save steel some time. Books to, I will fling steel books at you. Virtually. And Bibles. Oh God, yeah, steel Bibles. Virtually. So ooh, <laughs> I will fling the Gutenberg Bible at you. Um, anyway. It's so violent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, listen. If you've had my the kind of week my ear has had. Yeah, I, anyway, this was from 2009, and I love this goofy. Think of like what you just said. Sometimes you just want to be goofy. Um, I didn't realize Donald Glover was in the Mystery Team, or it's just oh called Mystery Team. And I was like, what? Because this is, you know, a, a group of guys that have not outgrown their childhood. You know, they want to be these Encyclopedia Brown. To, detectives you know it's kind of scooby-doo it's it's totally i like totally relate because i could see uh, you know wanting to be like this and in, in your mid you know whatever 20s uh, they're they're supposed to be teens but they're definitely much older and then there's uh, um, you know they want to take up on a real case they've just got a little booth you know it looks like a charlie brown lucy booth and they've got this rube uh is that rube goldberg uh machine that you know you pull on it and then it alerts them and they get it's just absurd and so they get onto a murder mystery a double homicide uh, on, uh, uh, and oh, so of course they're going to help this kid little girl that wants to find out what happened and Aubrey Plaza comes into play and it just it it worked for me it's it, it just I, <laughs> there's so much in the it's just I just I can't compare it, it just yeah. think of almost like a live action Scooby Doo, uh, but they're not quite in on the joke, or they're you know it's not real. They're not they're mystery not a, incorporated. Yeah. So I I've owned this film for a few years now. I fa- um 
I don't remember what movie podcast I was listening to where it was brought up, and I was like, really? Because I love Donald Glover. I'm a big fan of Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in fact, I finally got to Atlanta season two, and I've watched four of the, uh, I think, ten episodes this week, which I don't get to do a lot of TV, although I've watched a lot of TV this week. Um, but uh, I, I heard about it, and I found it at, like, Dollar General, you know, or Family oh, Dollar, one of those. Lucky. And it was, like, three bucks on DVD, so I, I, I own it, and I've been meaning to watch it, and I, I just haven't. And so... Um, hearing it recommended by you is really one cool because I, I think you and I might be a f- few people who know this movie exists and then uh, I've been meaning to get to it now I'm now it's going to become a priority um, because of your recommendation and it being a number one pick I like it uh, big fan of Glover obviously um, Corey have you ever heard of Mystery Team no <laughs> what <an answer. laughs> I haven't <laughs> I love the the cast is so cool because it's like you get Aubrey Plaza who will be on Parks and Rec and then you get Ellie Kemper who's on, on The Office so that's a cool mm-hmm. little crossover. Um, yeah, they got like interaction, you know, between one another. Yeah, and I think Glover might be uh, also listed as a writer for this if I'm not mistaken because I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, they they yeah, I, I, I think that's right. Yeah, it's uh, DC Pearson, Donald Glover, and Dominic Dirks who are the three leads are uh, the, also credited with writing like a comedy like a comedy troupe yeah um, I really need to give this a go I feel like and he was in community wasn't he Donald Glover yeah yeah oh yeah 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 uh, Troy is my one of my favorite Troy and Abed is my favorite part of community um, he only goes through four of the six seasons if I'm not mistaken he leaves after season four uh, that show was was wrought with trouble from the network um, oh, and, and so yeah he he dipped out uh, early unfortunately because him and uh, Abed are by far like the best chemistry they are two friends that you wouldn't have expected to become like best friends and they get some of my favorite reactions in fact they just released uh, Funko Pops of Community and I want to get the Troy and Abed ones um, and uh, yeah I'm, I'm big fan of that show it's on hulu if you haven't seen community i highly recommend especially for movie fans abed's character is us um basically and uh because he's a he's going to community college for film but he's like film obsessed and so you get like tribute episodes like there's a whole pulp fiction episode i mean it, oh, wow. it's, it's great um i i love community highly recommend uh and of course don glover for the first four seasons and you get chevy chase for the first four seasons which is you know debatable Some which, which is like well, surprising yeah he's a no gray area person you either love him or hate him i love yeah. him oh um then i hmm? definitely say watch it man that's great yeah i missed out on it i don't know why i was resistant i just uh, i don't know i i think maybe office burnout well and that, that actually i think the, the show found its fan base but it definitely was missing it's also i don't know if you know it's written and directed by dan Harmon, who does uh, rick and morty um, so it's yeah. his kind of comedic sensibility there, uh, and there is there are six seasons. The first five were on NBC, and then season six they did on an experimental Yahoo Television, which was Yahoo yeah. uh, digital streaming free, completely free. Um, they got six season six there, and I think there was talk of doing a movie. Um, I don't know if everyone's on board or not, but uh, you get some interesting replacements, like when Chevy Chase leaves. I think in season four or five, um, I can't remember his name now, but. Uh, if you've seen Breaking Bad, um, Mike, like the old guy, Mike, who comes in later in the series, he uh, he ends up on Community, and he's interesting. Um, you also get, uh, oh, man, what's his name? Um, he's in The Hangover, Mr. Chow in The Hangover. John, oh, yeah. Kim, jo- Kim Jong, is that right? That doesn't sound uh, right. Ken. 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 
uh, he he is uh, the Spanish teacher in um, <laughs> Community, which is they make a joke about that. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> really recommend Community, uh, and of course uh, we're talking Community because it's Don Glover. Mike's number one. Let's get into my number one. Um, I couldn't help this because I, I mentioned uh, the whole inspiration for this was a WWE professional wrestler, Dave Bautista. And a lot of wrestlers have tried to break out into the acting world. Um, most notably, I would say, the, the biggest name of wrestling that most people will know if you ask like famous wrestler, it's going to be Hulk Hogan. He did some horrendously bad movies in his career. <laughs> um, but that's not who I picked here for number one. I could have gone with The Rock, who is probably by far the biggest success story out of wrestling to acting. Even though I don't like a lot of his movies, his financial box office and his his draw is huge. And I don't like many of those movies. Didn't pick him I, either. Um, I want to take a wild guess, and I won't name it because I don't want to steal your thunder. Okay. Is it a John Carpenter film? It is not, although that would have oh, been... okay. I was wondering... Oh. I was expecting Rowdy Piper to show up on yours uh, for They Live. Um, but... No, I went with a beloved movie and I think one of the best performances uh, from a wrestler because he's cast perfectly for the role. And it is Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride. <gasps> oh, um, yeah. Oh, good one. Because yeah. I love The Princess Bride so, so much. Um, and I was kind of late to it. I definitely saw it as a kid. I don't think I cared about it as a kid. I, it wasn't until maybe six years ago that I became like a huge Princess Bride fanatic where like now I, I can't help but watch it. I quote it all the time. I just absolutely adore this film. And how can you not love Fezzik? Um, you know, he's so great in this movie. So many little lines. And it's such a good use of Andre the Giant. Um, you know, being this big behemoth, uh, this like un i mean just there's nobody like him that's ever existed outside of him um you know the way he speaks he's got that interesting kind of like pattern in his voice and i i love the princess bride so it was easy to put this number one because it's such a great movie it is perfect casting and perfect use of the character i mean when when uh carrie ellis um who i was just talking about yesterday because we watched uh, stranger things season three yesterday and carrie ellis shows up in season three i don't know if you guys know that or not but um, when he's uh, unable to move and, and Fezzik has to like carry him around and basically lug him around. It's so funny. Like It's just the perfect use of Under the Giant in that film. And I mean, obviously the cast of Princess Bride is phenomenal. Uh, you get some Robin Wright's, probably her best performance. Um, that's not true because she's a great in so many things. But uh, I, I do love this film and it was easy to give it to him because again, other wrestlers have had more success. Other wrestlers have had way worse uh, acting success. But when I think about it, this is, this is by far like the most important movie featuring a wrestler uh, in it. And I think it's such an iconic role. When people talk about Under the Giant, this movie gets brought up, um, you know, and it hits different levels, you know, for different people. Because some have had it since they were a kid and some are like me coming to it late. Or I was really happy that I found it and then was able to show my younger daughter and she was really into it. So, uh, yeah, Andre the Giant's my number one. Good pick. You were correct in thinking what my number one. That was my original number one. This one's. Oh. So he was in Conan the Barbarian. Uh, Andre or Piper? Andre the Giant. I did not know that. Wow. The credits. He's only got thirteen films. I'm just thinking. Trading Mom. Oh my gosh! I don't remember that one. A couple of the wrestling related ones like Docs. Yeah. But um, Mickey and Maude. I don't even know that one. But yeah, this is a classic. This was 
perfect, like a, a role that was like written for him. It's like it seemed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfectly fits him. Yeah, he doesn't have many acting roles, but th- that one's perfect. You know, for a long time though, I always assumed Dinner with Andre was featuring Andre the Giant. <laughs> it is not. Um, although it does feature uh, Wallace Shawn, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a weird coincidence. Um, yep, it does. Uh, but all right, and Corey, you're sitting silently over there. You got—I know you're a fan of Princess Bride. I love Princess Bride. I make Bill go see it with me every time it's in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And how many times do we have to see this in the theaters? As many times as they play it. For real. It's right there with The Shining Man. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. I've never seen The Shining Man. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the Shining Comet Man ah. to my husband. Oh. Well, <laughs> let's get to Corey's number one, and we'll wrap up uh, our, our list. Okay. I had to go with Steve Martin. I thought you would. I love him so much. Um, but, I mean, he's been a stand-up comedian. He's been an actor. He is a renowned banjo, I don't know. Bluegrass musician, let's go with that. There we go, perfect. And he also writes novels, guys. Um, Yeah, he wrote Shop Girl. Yeah, and he wrote The Pleasure of My Company, which is one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Hmm. Uh, And again, a short read. But um, And I actually got it for like four or five bucks at our old barn, whatever, whatever it was in our mall. Um, but I'm having a hard time picking his two because he has so many great roles. But I, God, I guess I'll go with Parenthood. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that would be me if I were a parent, probably. I feel like <laughs> I'm a little bit <laughs> I'm anxious and always see the worst. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't want to say doom and gloom, but. You know, uh, he, I just love him a lot in that movie. I, I I figured when I even brought up stand-up that he would end up on your list. Um, yes. I need to see a lot of his movies still. There's a lot of, of gaps for me with Steve Martin, but everything I've seen him in I tend to like um, or or hate him because sometimes he plays like the jerk. Like in Planes, Trains, and Automobile, he's such a jerk. Yeah. But he comes around. He does come around, and I do. I love that movie, and I hadn't seen it until I think we just watched it last holidays. Really? Um, yeah, I I somehow skipped on it, and I uh, now it's one that I think I'm going to watch every year. I really enjoyed it; had a really good time with it. It's one of the few Thanksgiving movies you could argue, because um, I mean it could yeah. be any holiday, but it's definitely it's Thanksgiving, not Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and mm-hmm. Martin John... is what? Oh, I was going to say, and John Candy is oh, so John good Candy. in that too. You said John. I thought you were like like John. What have you done? And oh like, no, I'm do? sorry. You go oh. ahead. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, doing research, I would say he qualifies though as he was a predominant stand-up before he became an actor. Um, so I think, like, I think like when you look at Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey, uh, they were like, they were stand-ups first, but they were also already like getting little gigs, acting here and there. Um, and I think people don't connect their stand-up to it. Where Martin was a beloved stand-up comic for a long time with his comedy mm-hmm. albums being really big hits. So I think if anyone would have an argument uh, against using a stand-up uh, that they're too similar, I think Martin was established well before he was an actor as a stand-up comedian. So I think it works. And again, as you said, he's multifaceted. He's he's just an artist. He's done everything. Um, I'm surprised. He probably has 
portraits or something he's painted. Like, because the dude just seems like he is, a, a, he has stuff to say and he says it however he can. Um, yeah, a really cool uh, first pick for sure. And I mean, his dramatic performances are just amazing and never would you think someone that would that did King Tut or, or played King Tut on Saturday Night Live uh, yeah. or would wear the arrow through the head gag yeah could perform the way he does or has if or maybe he just always had it in him and we just didn't know because we always just focused on the comedy I saw Parenthood in theaters and I, I liked that a lot when I was a kid um, Roxanne was a movie that my mom watched a mm-hmm. lot uh, Little Shop of Horrors I was a big fan of as a kid, uh, although mainly because I love Rick Moranis, uh, Ghostbuster Connection. But uh, one I remember the most, my grandma loved Father of the Bride. Uh, mainly, they love Martin mm-hmm. Short uh, in that. Like, I remember my aunt and my grandma, and so we had it on VHS, and I watched it a few times with them. And, yeah, I mean, that's – it's a comedy, but it you kind of feel for the dad because he's like, you know, it's that giving up my daughter, am I okay with this, mm-hmm. you know? And so there is that dramatic element too, and yeah, he just plays it just right. Um, yeah, uh, he's a tremendous talent. Um, it's really crazy to think about like how talented he truly is too. Like it, it is, it it makes you a little and jealous. Seem yeah, and to be good at all of it, you know, like I I don't know how many other artists there are that have been in so many different forms of media i guess mm-hmm. but um and he's been pretty i mean you know successful in all of it mm-hmm. yeah um for sure well I'm like oh god here's steve martin in another movie go now, on i didn't ask <laughs> i didn't ask you guys before we started recording but did you guys come up with like a an example of an uh an outsider coming to a, a movie and it just being a disaster like a, a dishonorable mention mm, i didn't think about it because I, honestly, this was—if you didn't tell—making all these last-minute changes. This was a tough list. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. for the honorable mention. The honorable mention, because uh, even trying to research, the, it, it always kicked back to actors that started acting without taking lessons or something like that. And I'm like, that's not—that's not what that's the not keyword what search. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not the keyword search that I was doing. So you know, we really had to rely on our own internal search engines um and uh i i i because you didn't you you stipulated no cameos because i really really wanted to throw bob saget in there from half baked yeah (laughs) um i really (laughs) wanted to but i didn't because it just wasn't enough Um, the catch with him the only reason that scene's funny only because we only associate Bob Saget with America's <laughs> Funniest Home Videos and Full House. Correct. But if you listen to his stand-up, both, especially it's... posts, but before, uh, his he's one of the raunchiest stand-ups. Like, mm-hmm. he is... Mm-hmm. He really plays on, the like, the dark side of being Danny Tanner. Like, he likes to, like, mock, like, the Full House. He'll make jokes about sleeping with Mary-Kate and Ashley. Not as kids, but, like, now. Like, he makes some twisted, dark jokes because he knows the audience is expecting this clean, prim and proper Danny Tanner character. It's like, that's not who I am. I'm Bob Saget, yeah. not Danny Tanner. Yeah. But, uh... Okay. Sorry, yeah, Just came ahead. up with one. Just honorable came mention. up with one. Oh, okay. No. One dishonorable. Okay. Cara, Cara Delevingne and anything she's been in. Oh, snap. Because she is a model first. Uh, um, uh, and, yeah, um... I like and her I in do paper forgive counts. her. 
No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm just saying I I didn't mind her there, although she's kind of I mean, a small I, I, character I in that movie. I forgive her a lot. Uh, Valerian was the last straw. Yeah. Oh. No chemistry. Anyway. Um, so let's do honorable so, mentions then, Mikey. What, what, that's your dishonorable. It's Cara Delevingne. What about some honorable mentions you want to drop real fast? All right. Uh, I already mentioned Henry Rollins. I didn't put him in my official, but yeah, because he's got a ton of credits, and he's had – he's just great. And he should have been on my number top five, so I wanted to mention him again. Roddy Roddy Piper, you hit it on the nose. Yep, they they live. live. He should have been a huge action star. This uh, just so they live good. still still works. In fact, it's very timely nowadays because we still. I just feel it. People need to see that. So if you haven't seen They Live, go out now. And Piper uh, does. He has a lot of B movies that I used to watch on mm-hmm. HBO. I think he, he did does. with Billy he Blanks does. a lot. Um, and I liked yes. a lot of those as a kid. Like I. I understood that they weren't great but i always thought he was solid like i like roddy piper and again watch his promos on wwe the guy was the best at cutting promos. oh yeah i mean just he was amazing. a great heel yeah he was very very good they live really showcased he was actually pretty understated mm-hmm. i felt agreed but he were uh, and and because that's not the roddy the pipe roddy piper that i was used to i'm like okay uh because if you know your wrestling he was really outspoken and he did step up yeah uh, but you know it, it's uh, i most of these were really very easily could have made my top five my original my one through five uh will smith in yeah. where the day takes you oh um i thought that was a breakout role yeah no 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 i was thinking way before he got to be blockbuster star uh the i've mentioned where the day takes you it that could be a double feature with suburbia if you want to uh wallow in the mire of depression um Chris Pratt and Moneyball, and I was d- hesitant because he wasn't an actor. He just kind of was a surfer and whatchamacallit, so I didn't know oh. if that fit with the criteria. I wasn't, and He I lucked out. He lucked out. Um, his true breakout was in the Everwood TV series, which I just loved. I don't know why, um, what it was. My wife and I really stuck with that series. It only lasted like three or four seasons, if, if that. Uh, but yeah, to, if you want to dig up do a search on Chris Pratt Everwood and you'll be like what because that's way that's like his first role um David Bowie in The Hunger we talked about Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the other guys even though it was a small role it was yeah yeah that that one way over the Scorpion King uh last one and I debated about this one he was in the middle of my list I went with Harrison Ford in uh, American Graffiti because I was always under the understanding that he was just a carpenter and George Lucas took to him, and that's how he got his American Graffiti role, and then eventually Han Solo. True, but, I couldn't. but he wouldn't be a celebrity that went into something else. So That's true. So it didn't fit the criteria, so yeah, I demoted him. I've always heard that story, too, which is still like so shocking. Um, all right, so I have, a disarm- I have two dishonorable mentions. Um, I'm going to go first, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> And I love him in the movie Blue Chips, but Blue Chips, he's playing a basketball player, so he's playing himself. Right, so it's not a stretch. It's but a stretch. we could go with probably the most forgotten comic book adaptation, Steel, where he is oh playing the Superman. Because uh, if when Superman yep. dies, they have the four mm-hmm. different books that break off, and Steel is one of them. And he builds a suit out of steel. The movie has nothing to do with that because there's no Superman in his movie, mm-hmm. so it's just a random guy. It. 
yeah, it's not good. It's real, real bad. I could have also gone with his genie film, Kazam. Um, not Shazam, Kazam, uh, which people often think Sinbad is in. He isn't. Correct. It's Shaquille He's O'Neal. Not. Um, but I don't know why they think it's Sinbad. That feels racist. What's I that? don't know how. <laughs> but, that Mande- it's, it's a Mandela effect. It is the it? Mandela effect. Okay. Um, Hulk Hogan was the other dishonorable mention, though, and uh, he's obviously in Rocky Three, but he's perfect in Rocky Three because he's playing kind of a Hulk Hogan character. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the one I'm now forgetting all of a sudden, but where he wrestles Tiny Lister, also works because it's a wrestling movie. But the bad one is Suburban Commando, where he's like an alien commando <laughs> who's like a nanny. It's so bad. Um, but all right, so Thunder, those Thunder and Fire. Thunder in Paradise, brother. Oh, yes, Thunder. Oh, my God, I forgot about Thunder in Paradise. That's so horrible. All right, so the ones I want to name, though, Cher in Moonstruck. We watched for Movie Club, and I love yes. Moonstruck so, so much. Um, I also That made me – I haven't seen Mermaids as an adult. I think I saw it as a kid because my mom loved Cher, but I, I don't remember it. Um, this one was one of the hardest things for me to ever admit because as a, as a high school kid, I hated – Justin Timberlake because all the girls love Justin Timberlake and I was never going to live up to Justin Timberlake so um, but as an actor he's really won me over in a lot of things um, I love him in the social network I love him in Alpha Dog I think he's the best part of Alpha Dog um, oh, yeah, yeah and then uh, Wonder Wheel which was a Woody Allen film which is not so great because it's a Woody Allen film but uh, Kate Winslet and him have a, a just this really great chemistry and then my favorite performance of his he's playing a musician so it's kind of lame but Inside Lulin Davis um, love him in that. He's so good, though. Yes. Oh my god! Uh, Is it Dear Mr. Kennedy? Yes, I love that song. And Adam Driver. Uh, oh my god, Adam love Driver it. is so good. Um, but John Cena was the biggest surprise for me because I'm not a big fan of him in WWE. I think his promos suck. I hate his whole Marky Mark wannabe persona that he does. Um, but his it, he they, he kept getting shoved into action movies, and they were all bad and not good. Um, and then suddenly he ends up in Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer film, and he is so freaking funny, and he's in a movie with all these comedians, and he is my favorite part of that movie. I mean, Bill Hader's in that, David Cross is in it, no, not David Cross, um, David Attell, uh, David Attell, uh, I mean, there's so many stand-up comics in Trainwreck, and John Cena is hilarious, um, and then he shows up in, uh, Daddy's Home, which is really funny, because he's up against Mark Wahlberg, and I like that, um, he's in, uh, the sisters film i think with tina fey and amy poehler um something sisters something like that he's hilarious in that but my favorite is his most recent where he stars in blockers with leslie mann and um uh, ike barinholtz <laughs> and it's so freaking funny um he's not the funniest part of it by any means but he's proven is to he me that he's a, he is one of the dads mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yes he is one of the best uh <laughs> oh, comedic wwe guys and no one would have thought just... that like again his first like five movies he's like in the marine he's in 12 blocks where he's a cop and it's like they keep pushing him these action roles because he looks like an action guy but that's why his comedy works because he subverts it he comes in as this big muscular guy and they either make fun of him in blockers he's like the overprotective dad whose uh, daughter is in the sports because of him but like he's still like super paranoid about her like you know being a girl and uh his insecurities really play on his size and it's it's super funny um, and to wrap up the rest of these real fast, Tupac, uh, I'm going to go with Gridlocked. It's him and Tim Roth. Really crazy movie. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember <laughs> loving it <laughs> as a kid. Uh, the RZA, RZA, um, you know, he's from the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, I had The Dead Don't Die, but actually he's in this movie um, called Mr. Right with Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick. Um, it's a uh, uh, Max Landis written film. 
I like it. It's a, it's so quirky and weird. And the RZA has my favorite part because he's a henchman for like the big bad villain, but um, he he doesn't like being a henchman <laughs> like he's not okay with like just losing his life for some jerk who pays him and it's it creates these really funny moments with sam rockwell and i if you know me i love sam rockwell so much and the interactions they have in that movie are so great it made me really appreciate the rizza and last i'm gonna say uh ti ti shows up in ant-man and i love him in ant-man because i love ant-man they're great movies underrated um so that's my honorable mentions Corey, what do you got I have Ben Stiller, but I had to do some more digging because um, he was in a band. I think he was about 17. Oh, wow. Uh, called Capital Punishment. They just reissued their first album <laughs> last year on vinyl, and I had to get that. Um, <laughs> but um, I think he was actually on Guiding Light or something when he was 15, or one oh, okay. of those soap operas that I didn't know about until today. Um, and then I had both of the Wahlbergs, Mark. Mark for Boogie Nights and Donnie Wahlberg for um, da, 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 Dead Silence. Six Sense. But, yeah, Six Sense. And Soft. I thought he was in the first one also, but I guess I only saw like the first one, uh, the first two or three, and then I just stopped. What are we talking so about? So I thought Saw? he was in the first one. Yeah, Saw. I thought he wasn't. Is he not? Maybe he's in the second one then. But That's what I thought, but I, yeah, when I, I was looking for, he was in the first one the second through the fifth one yeah 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 that makes sense i think he comes on as the replacement cop because danny glover is the main cop in the first film. oh i haven't seen that since i think theaters yeah it's been really a while attic. yeah that's all i got okay well folks uh that is our top five hollywood outsiders list we'd love to hear uh maybe some we missed because like mike said it was hard to research this one um, I felt like it would be easy, and there, you had to get very mm-hmm. specific with your searches. Like if you did musicians turned actor or athlete turned mm-hmm. actor, but yeah. um, there was no like just general list for all the different celebrities that have done this. And maybe because it's all so closely connected, but um, we had a lot of fun <laughs> making this. We'd love to hear your thoughts or your people that we left off. Uh, reach out to us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews, Corey. At Corey R Star Two R's on the end. And Mike. I'm at Server Monkey. Um, if all you like, over. all over. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please rate and review. And even if you don't, review us. Tell us what we're doing wrong, what we could improve, what you'd like to hear, uh, topics for lists. We'd love to hear any of that. Reach out to us, leave comments, uh, review us on the format that you listen to us. Helps us get new listeners and keep the podcast going. Um, please go to burkreviews.com and read your reviews. Uh, share them with your friends. Tell everybody you know. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movieverse, there's something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers. <laughs>